0: Hello, I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. Before we get started this week, I want to remind you that Pitch Festivus is coming up. Pitch Festivus is our annual pitch party and holiday event. It's free on Thursday, December 8th online, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific. The entire JKS faculty is going to be there. We're going to teach you about pitching. We're going to teach you about how to handle pitch meetings. We're going to talk everything pitch. And you're even going to get a potential chance to pitch your script. And the winning pitch is going to get a pitch consultation with me worth 1500 bucks. So it's a pretty amazing experience. It's a wonderful community. Um, And you can RSVP for free on our website, writeyourscreenplay.com slash pitch. With that in mind, I want to talk a little bit about pitching. I want to help you get a little bit more comfortable with the idea of pitching. Um, During Pitch Festivus, we're going to talk a lot about how to deal with the insecurities we feel around pitching, the fears we feel around pitching. But today, I'm just really going to talk about how to pitch your script, what a pitch actually needs to do. The first myth I want to bust for you is that the job of your pitch is not to sell your script. I'm going to say that again. The purpose of your pitch is not to sell your script. If you are thinking of your pitch as something that is designed to sell your script, you're going to be so stressed out and you are going to be behaving in a way that's going to actually make it a lot harder for you to reach your goals. Nobody likes the feeling of being sold. Have you ever been to, you go, you go to a Gap to buy some jeans and some particularly helpful salesperson comes over and starts talking to you and you can feel their intention is to sell you jeans and you want jeans. But even though you want jeans, really what you want is to get out of that store because you don't want to be sold. Nobody likes the feeling of someone coming at them with an agenda. Now, if you happen to have a career in sales and you're great at sales, there are certain people for whom this advice does not count. Certain people can sell anything to anybody. And if you're one of those people, please disregard this advice. But if you're a normal human being, most of us are very uncomfortable selling. And if anything, we're very uncomfortable selling ourselves. And so if you're one of those people who is uncomfortable selling, which is most writers, I'm going to urge you to not sell. To not think of your pitch as something designed to sell. Instead, to think of your pitch as something designed to open the door. It is not 1983 anymore. And unless you are a famous writer, you are not going to sell your script off of a pitch. The only purpose of a pitch is to open the door. To get somebody to say, yeah, maybe I want to read that. Or yeah, maybe I want to help you. Maybe I want to help you get to the right person. Maybe I just believe in you as a writer. Maybe I'm interested. Maybe there's a connection here. The only purpose of a pitch is to open the door. So how do you open the door? It's important to understand that Pitching is just like any other human interaction. And though you might be very uncomfortable with the idea of having to sell something, you're probably very comfortable with the idea of talking about something that matters to you. In fact, you probably talk about your script with friends and family, right? People who you feel comfortable with. And you're probably also relatively comfortable with talking about things that you happen to be an expert in. And the truth is, If you've actually done the work on your script and you actually have a script that is ready to be sold, that's ready to be put out into the universe, then the truth is you're an expert on that script. You know that script inside and out. You've rewritten that script 500 times. You know every element of it. So what I want to suggest to you is get yourself out of that sales mindset. If a person's at no, unless you have an entire career in sales, the chances of you moving a person from no to yes are very, very slim. And it's important to understand a lot of people are going to be at no on your pitch. And that doesn't mean your pitch is bad. And that doesn't mean your script is bad. What that means is people have different taste, And really what you're doing is you're trying to find people who have the same taste as you. And that means you're going to have to pitch your script to a lot of people. If you pitch your script to 100, maybe one of those people has exactly the same taste as you. They're looking for exactly what you have. And you know this is true. Look at all the crap that's on Netflix. That crap was made for somebody. And you're flipping through, and what, what are you doing? You're doing the same thing that a, a person listening to a pitch does. You're going, nah, nah, nah. Oh, maybe. Nah, nah. Oh, that's interesting. nah. Nah, right, that's what a pitch. That's what that's what a producer's doing, or an agent's doing, or a person on a panel's doing, when they hear a pitch. Right, it, it's not a personal thing. They're going, hmm, do I feel this? Is this my taste? Is this something that I like? And something that you like might be completely different than something your partner likes, right? You've had a fight with your partner over what to watch on Netflix tonight. You've gone back and forth going, no, I don't want to watch that. Oh my God. Okay, fine. Right. You had to do that. So it's important to understand that this is that whether your pitch is liked or not is not personal and doesn't have a damn thing to do with the pitch. And if you're pitching somebody for whom your script is the wrong script, then there is absolutely nothing you can do to move them from a no to a yes. If you're pitching somebody who makes zombie movies and you've written a romantic comedy, there is nothing you can do to move them from a no to a yes. Now, again, if you have a background in sales, then you know that there are ways to move people from no to yes. But I'm not trying to turn you into a salesperson. I don't want you to spend the next 10 years developing sales techniques. I want you to spend the next 10 years developing writing techniques. So this is advice for people who are primarily writers and who are uncomfortable with sales. The purpose of your pitch is to open the door. The way you open the door often has very little to do with your pitch because there is more than one way to open the door. Yes, of course, ideally what we want is a producer to go, oh, I love this. Yes, I want to read this. Yes, I want to buy this, right? That's ideally what we want. But we have to understand that most people we're pitching are not going to be that person, just like you don't want to watch most of the things on Netflix. And so what what does that mean? There must be other doors that we can open. There must be other ways that we can turn our pitches valuable. And the actual greatest value of a pitch is an opportunity to make a connection. A lot of people think of networking as this like very selfish, manipulative thing. Um, and, and if you have that feeling, if you're like, I'm networking and I'm out for me, right? Well, people are going to feel that. And that's an even worse feeling than the guy trying to sell you jeans, right? If you come into networking going, what can you do for me, right? People are going to feel that and they're going to shut down. What you're looking for instead is you're looking for your people, right? And sometimes your people don't have exactly the same taste as you, right? So you probably have a lot of friends who have different taste in movies, and some of them, you probably like the movies that they like, and some of them, you really like them, but you don't really like the movies that they like, but you'd love to help them. The same thing is true with producers, agents, managers, stars, directors, right? Sometimes you just meet a person and you're like, wow, the, their thing is really not for me, but I really like them. I really connect to them. I think they're cool. I think they're passionate. I respect them. I admire them. I thought they were funny, right? There's something that you connect to about that person. And it's important to understand that just like your script, a, a lot of people are not going to connect to you, nor should they, right? There are going to be a lot of people that are just not your people. And, and sometimes You're going to find yourself in a room pitching those people who are not your people. And that's okay. Those people are not going to become your friends and they're not going to become your mentors. And you're not going to try to manipulate them into some kind of weird connection, even though you don't even like them. No, you're looking for your people. You're looking for people that you connect to and that connect to you. And that means that all pitching is personal. I'm going to say that again. All pitching is personal, what you're really doing. You are not selling your script. You are opening a door. You might be opening a door to a sale. You might be opening a door to a read, but usually what you're opening a door to is mentorship. People want to mentor people they care about. People don't want to mentor people that they have no personal connection with. So if you come into your pitch and the first thing you're doing is going, in a world where, right? If the first thing you're doing is pitching and trying to sell, what you've basically done is you've eliminated the personal part of the connection. Now the pitch has to do all the work because you haven't done any of the work. What I like to do is I like to come into a pitch with a little story about myself. Um there's this whole myth about the elevator pitch, right? The, the the elevator pitch doesn't really exist, right? Yes, you should have a quick version of your pitch. Uh you should have a nice short, but you know, if you're in an elevator with Martin Scorsese, he doesn't like break out the timer to go, "Hmm, sorry, that was a minute 37 seconds. I I cut it off at a minute 30," right? Um you you want to give yourself a little freedom and and you also want to recognize how long 2 minutes is right if you've you're hanging out with your friends and you just talk nonstop for 2 minutes and didn't let anybody else in right you would be acting weird right so um you know you can think of a uh, outside of a pitch contest right where we really have to limit things just to keep things moving along You know, you want to have like your two to five minute version of your pitch. And then you want to have like your 15 minute version of your pitch for somebody who's really interested. And then if the project actually is going to move forward, you might have like a half hour version of your pitch where you really get into the nitty gritty. And what you're really doing is you're making connection and you're watching how the person responds and you're not going to keep talking if they're bored, right? You're going to, you're going to try to tailor the pitch for the person you're talking to. Most people's first experience with pitching, um, and we're going to fix this because this actually shouldn't be the way it is, but for a lot of people, their first experience with pitching is at a contest and they get two minutes usually, and you got to, you got to bring it in in two minutes, uh, which is not the way it actually works in the industry. So I want to make that clear, but okay. Let's say you're, you're pitching at a contest. Well, the first 15 or 20 seconds, don't use it for your pitch. Use it to talk about yourself, use it to tell a quick little story about what made you want to write this, what made you care about this. That first few seconds, everybody else is going to be coming in, trying to sell, 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 sell. And that first 20 seconds or so where you're actually building that personal connection by telling a personal story, by allowing somebody to understand why you wanted to tell this story. That can be a funny story. That can be a serious story. That can be a dramatic story. So I'll give you an example. Um, This is not for a script. Uh, I'm gonna talk to you about the studio. So when I was coming up in the industry, I had a mentor who was my boss at the time. He was a very talented producer and he was a terrible human being if you've seen the movie whiplash that was basically my experience in the industry i was taught everything i knew as a screenwriter by a person who was also one of the most damaging abusive complicated people in my life and um, that created a really really emotional dynamic for me right where I was both brought forward in my craft, but I was also nearly destroyed in my art um, by this person who just didn't know how to be kind um, and whose agenda wasn't always about the script. Even though this is a person I still have a lot of gratitude for because I wouldn't be the writer I am today if he hadn't taught me. Why did I create Jacob Kruger Studio? I, I created Jacob Kruger Studio because I wanted to give new writers the kind of mentorship that I actually needed when I was coming up, the kind of mentorship that didn't just build your craft, but that also built your voice, right? The kind of mentorship that not only helped you become a better writer, but actually helped you live a better life and feel better about yourself and find your confidence and all those things that I needed coming up. Now, you notice I haven't really told you anything about the school and how it works. I haven't talked about ProTrack. I haven't talked about the podcast. I haven't talked about Pitch Festivus. I haven't talked about any of that stuff in that little story. But you probably already know whether you want to study with me or not. You probably already know whether I'm your person or not. And you probably have a better understanding of why this matters to me and why I'm the right person to study with if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking for someone who's going to whiplash you, why I'm the wrong person for you to study with, right? And And that's valuable too. So that was a short story, but it actually probably already either brought you to a yes or a no. Either, yeah, I'm interested in this. That makes sense to me. I'm connected to this person. Or- no, no, I think mentors should be abusive and I'm looking for abuse and uh, this is not my place, right? Um, (laughs) I hope you don't feel that way. But the story, that little true story about yourself that somehow connects to the writing of the script is going to change everything. Because what it does is it gives people the opportunity to connect to you, to care about you before you start to try to shove the script down their throat, right? If I started that same pitch and said, here's why you should take my write your screenplay class, right? You would feel like I was serving myself. You would feel like I was trying to make money off of you as opposed to going, hey, this is something that matters to me. This is what I'm doing. This is why I care about it. This is my true little vulnerable experience that actually happened to me that really messed me up, but that I somehow kind of found a way to navigate through, right? When, when you get a little bit vulnerable like that, it's really powerful. Now, I also want to warn you, this will never happen at my school, but there will be some people that you tell your personal story to. And the first thing that they do is go, I don't care about you. I want to know about the script. And if you get one of those people, don't worry. If you get beaten up by somebody like that, don't worry. Um, That person was never going to help you, right? That person literally has told you they don't care. And that person really doesn't know what they're doing because an experienced producer is going to know you're not just going on a ride with the script. You're going on a ride with the writer, right? Maybe you're going to have to fire them, right? But you you really don't want that because that's going to cost you more money And a lot of time, the truth is you're probably going on a couple year ride with this person. You're going to be spending a lot of time with this person. You're writing a TV show. You might be spending the next five years with this person, right? Or more because you got to sell it too. And then you're hoping to run for five seasons. So um, of course you want to know who this person is. Even if you watch a silly show like Shark Tank, you'll notice, yeah, they come out and it's this big presentation for TV and they make pitching seem like it's something supposed to be done with like llamas or something. But after they're actually interested, there are two questions they tend to ask. Number one, the last, tell me about you. And that's because despite the fact that uh, the way Shark Tank works is not how pitching actually works in the real world, it's entertainment. The people buying the pitches are real investors, and they know it ain't just about the pitch. It's about the person. And in fact, sometimes it's a lot more about the person than about the pitch. Uh, One of my students is um, an entrepreneur, uh, an angel investor who's uh, reinvented himself as a writer. I have so much respect for him. And of course, I was very curious about angel investing and entrepreneurship and asking him a lot of questions. And uh, one of the questions I asked him was, how do you, you must get pitched a lot of great projects. How do you actually choose which one you're going to put your money into? And he said something very interesting to me. He said, Jake, any project that makes it to me has a real chance of making a ton of money. And any project that makes it to me has a team that's talented enough to actually deliver it. So he said, the way that I choose, I'm looking for the person who is so crazy that they're going to make this with me or without me. Because that is the level of passion that you actually need to succeed in a startup. You need the level of passion where even if I don't give them the money, they're still going to do it. And My first thought was, yeah, that's exactly like screenwriting. When I was a producer hearing a pitch, yes, of course, I cared about the project. But I wanted the writer who was so crazy, right, so passionate that they were going to do it no matter what. Because that was the person I knew when we were on rewrite 32 and we got a note that we didn't like, and we had to figure out a way to make it work. That was the person who was going to go to battle with me and figure out how to make it happen and figure out how to make it good. So all that, all that begins with that little story about yourself. And that's the first thing I want you to remember when you're pitching. Start with you. Start with something true something real, something that matters to you, something that shows a little vulnerability. The next thing I want you to think about, your pitch is not every twist and turn of your script. Your pitch is the essence of your script and the essence of your character's journey. So there are a couple elements that we're probably going to need to really get your pitch. The first thing is we're probably really going to need the main character, right? Now, this isn't true for Every pitch, right? Sometimes you're pitching a world. Sometimes you're pitching a twist on a genre. Sometimes you're pitching an idea. But once you get past the idea, we're going to need to know who the character is. And if you don't put that into your pitch, that's going to be the first question that gets asked. Well, who's the main character? Right? We're going to want to know who they are, what they're like. And this is the other way that your little story helps: is if you kind of give them that foundation of your personal story they will often just kind of assume that the character is something like that that their experience and their journey is going to be related in some way to your experience and your journey and what that does is it allows you to cover a vast amount of structure in a really quick way right where the the listener is actually already telling them the story themselves the story of what happened without you having to delineate every element. So you're going to want some sense of who the character is. And you're going to want some sense of that incredibly challenging situation that this particularly hard for them, that maybe it might be even easier for somebody else, but for them is like the most challenging situation. And then you're going to want to make sure that you include some of the big twists and turns of their choices. And the ironic consequences of those choices so that we can feel that this piece is going to take us to places, yes, all those places that we expect, but also a couple of places that we didn't see coming, right? We want to feel like this character's journey is bigger than we imagined when we just got the idea. Now, there's a lot more that we're going to talk about with pitching during pitch festivals, where we have three hours to really help you learn how to craft a pitch but these are the elements i want you to remember number one start with a true story about yourself number two make sure to capture the main character who they are and a couple of the twists and turns of their journey remember to focus on the essence of your script and not every twist and turn the third thing i want you to remember is to pause and breathe When you pause and breathe, it makes you feel like you know what you're talking about. Whereas when you try to power through, what ends up happening is you end up seeming insecure and you end up feeling insecure. When you get to the end of a thought, I want you to practice this. Now you don't have to do that audibly, but I want you to practice breathing. You notice how the pause actually makes it seem like I have more authority. And the other thing the pause does, it allows you to think. It allows you to imagine, what do I want to say next? And the most important thing it allows to happen, it allows you to read their eyes. I started this by saying that all pitching is personal and that the purpose of pitching is not to sell, it's to open a door. Well, how do you know if the door is opening if you can't read their eyes? You want to read their eyes. If they look bored, maybe you need to change your inflection. If you've been talking slowly and they look bored, maybe you need to get a little more energy into the room. If they look confused, maybe you need to slow down. If they look interested, maybe you need to dig deeper. If they have this look on their face, eh, right? If they have that look, maybe you need to go, hey wow, this isn't for you, is it? And what that will do is it will give them a chance to actually respond. And maybe they go, yeah, no, it isn't. And which, great, now you can have a real conversation. Okay, cool, what are you looking for? Now instead of pitching something they don't like, you can pitch them something that they do like. You can pitch them exactly what they want. Or maybe they go, wow, this isn't for me. And you go, well, what is for you? And they go, well, I'm looking for this. And you go, wow, I don't have that. In which case now you can turn it into a mentorship situation. You can go, wow, boy, I do not have the script for you. Could I just bend your ear for two minutes and maybe get a little bit of advice because I could really use some mentorship. And see, now instead of trying to shove something that was never going to sell, down a throat of someone who's never going to buy it. You've now built yourself a mentor who might be there for the rest of your life. And you're still going to pitch your script. You're going to say something like this, "Look, I know it's not for you. Um, but I also know. I've done the work on this project, right? I've developed it with this person. I've 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 gotten feedback. I know that the script is working. Um, it's like this this and this movie or this, this, and this successful show that was made a lot of money in the last couple of years, right? You're going to have done that research. It's like this, this, and this. So I know that even though it's not for you, I know somebody is going to th- make money on this piece. Um, and, and the script is really good. So my question is, who would you bring it to? And then what you're going to do is you're going to shut up. Because whoever talks next loses. You're going to be quiet because remember, the job of your pitch is to open the door. So you're going to go, who would you bring it to? Now, if they're really good, they're going to try to not get into that situation. They're going to say, I don't know. In which case you go, look, you know better than me. And I know what you did with this project. You got this project made, and that couldn't have been easy. And you got that project made, and that couldn't have been easy because you've done your research, and you know who you're pitching to. So I know whatever idea you're, you're going to have is going to be better than my idea. What, do you, what would you do if you were in my shoes? I know you would find a way to get this made. And then you shut up again. And eventually they're going to say something like, I don't know, maybe bring it to New Line. You go, great, do you know anyone over there who's good? Eventually they're gonna give you a name and then you're gonna go, hey, can I mention your name when I call? And do you see what just happened now? Now when you're calling New Line or you're calling Netflix or you're calling that agency or whatever, now you're calling somebody and it's not a cold call anymore, it's a referral. Now, if they say, no, you can't mention my name when you call, well, then you know that you actually did not build the connection there. This is a person who's not your mentor. Please don't lie. Still take their advice. Call them. But um, the first thing that's going to happen the moment you say, oh, this person told me to call is they are going to go, hey, quick email. Did you send this person over to me? So you don't want that to to blow up in your face. They're just not your mentor. But usually they're going to say, yes, yes, sure, because it doesn't cost them anything. Now you've got a referral to the next place. Now you're not making a cold call anymore. Now you have a mentorship situation and now the door is open. And here's the next most important thing. Once the door is open, get the hell out of the room. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. It means so much to me that somebody in your position would would just offer so much kindness and mentorship uh, to somebody starting out like me. I will follow up and let you know how it goes. And I'm just really grateful for your mentorship. Bang. You're out of the room. You got to yes, because the only way to go from yes is no. Uh, the uh, And you're going to follow up and you're going to build that connection. And it might be five years from now that that person finally buys a movie from you. Or it might be five years from now that that person finally introduces you to the person who does make your movie. But that relationship can now be a relationship you nurture for the rest of your life. You're starting to build your Team, your people, your mentorship. The other thing that can happen at the end of a meeting is sometimes you'll see on their eyes that they go, Yes, I am interested. Yes, I want this. The moment they say yes, get the hell out of the room. Don't keep pitching. Don't tell them the next exciting thing about it. Don't tell them about the other project you're working on. No. The only place you can go from yes is no. At the moment they go, I love it, you go, Great. What's the next step? That's it. What's the next step? Because the purpose of the pitch is to open the door. Please, for the love of God, do not pitch them your other project because you just might move them to a no or you might make them go, oh, which one do I want? No, they want this one. They said yes. What's the next step? You get the next step. You say thank you. You get out of the room. The purpose of a pitch is to open the door. The last thing I want to uh, end with here We talked about the idea that a lot of people, their first pitch is actually to uh, at a pitch contest. Don't make that your first pitch. Go to a bar and go pitch your script to 50 people. Pitch it in 50 different ways. For the love of God, do not read your pitch, right? That just tells people, I am trying to sell you something. Pitch it in a way that's only for them. Yes, there is a slight risk that someone's going to steal your script, but you got to think for a second. If someone's that good that they can hear your idea and generate a script better than yours, then honestly, they deserve it. And the chances of that happening are very slim. But if you don't pitch your script to 500 people or 50 people or 100 people or 20 people, if you don't get out there and pitch your script, you are definitely not going to sell it. And it might be your dry cleaner who ends up actually making the introduction to the person that you need. So I want you to go to a bar where you don't know anybody and pitch your script 50 times, 50 different ways to 50 different people. And what's going to happen is you're going to start to get comfortable with pitching. You're going to start to be able to adapt. You're going to be start to be able to move, right? You're going to start to go, oh, when I pitch somebody like this, I always want to start here. But when I pitch something, somebody like that, I want to start over here instead. You're going to start to develop as almost like a little library you can draw on when you're pitching and that allows you to adapt in the room and be so much more comfortable because this isn't that new important thing this is something that you do every day The other thing you're going to learn when you start to pitch like this a lot is you're going to realize that a lot of things don't actually work in your script. You're going to hear it in your pitch. And this is something you're going to notice at Pitch Festivus is that you can hear the structural problems in a script when people pitch. And sometimes just by working the pitch, you can also solve those structural problems. And in this way, pitching isn't just going to help your career. It's also going to help your art. It's going to help you become a better writer. So come join us for Pitch Festivus. We're going to open up breakout rooms at the end of it. You're going to get a chance to pitch me and our faculty. You're going to get a chance to get feedback on your pitch for free. And you're going to have an amazing time and build some incredible connections. December 8th, 7 to 10 Eastern time, 4 to 7 Pacific time. WriteYourScreenplay.com slash pitch.